0: Hello and welcome into Locked on Cardinals for Friday, March the 11th of 2022. I'm Lucas Smith, host of the show. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. It's official, 100% official. It's been ratified. CBA is in place. The Lockout's over. Thank the Lord. It's so amazing to finally be able to say baseball is back. If you missed my live show last night, went live on YouTube as well as on my Twitter at LJFastball and on the Locked On Cardinals show Twitter at L O underscore Cardinals. That's up on YouTube. That's on your favorite podcasting platforms. Be sure to check that out. Super fun to go through. And uh, talk with talk with a couple of you live as well. But the rest of the night, you know, lockout ended, I believe it was seven o'clock eastern, six o'clock here in the central time zone. It was surprisingly quiet after that. You know, it was kind of this it was built up at least in my mind as this free agent frenzy that was going to happen and we were going to see free agents being signed left and right. We were going to see trades happening, you know, rapid fire and we didn't see that. You know, and I understand at least according to the rules of the union and the rules of the Major League Baseball Players Association of uh, Major League Baseball when there's lockout initiated, um uh, Agents can't talk to teams. Teams can't talk to agents. Teams can't talk to players. Teams can talk to teams about, you know, hey, maybe you want to make these trade when this lockout's over. Um, so, you know, maybe they were just starting to get in contact with their agents, and I'll talk about that here on today's episode. But it's it was, it was still eerily quiet. It felt like off-seasons of old when we're just sitting around waiting for nothing. And I I really expect this, the rest of this off season, you know, spring training games start in a week. Players can report that the latest in two days on Sunday, the 13th. So, you know, off season technically is almost over, but I kind of feel like this next week and a half is going to feel a lot more like NBA off season and a lot more like NFL off season. It's rapid fire moves happening left and right. You got to stay on top of it. Should be exciting. Yes. The circumstances to get to this exciting off season weren't great by any stretch of the imagination. But nevertheless, I really do think that this is going to be an exciting offseason. It was just an eerily quiet start. Um, and John Mosella talked about that. He was able to meet with media members um, over Zoom yesterday for, you know, they, they were tweeting about it for about half an hour, 45 minutes or so, took some notes and have some quotes to share. That's what today's episode's about, where the Cardinals can go from here and just kind of give you guys an insight. It'll be interesting to see how fast this market goes, because maybe we're all sitting here expecting it to be this super fast market when, when things are happening lightning lightning fast, and maybe it just won't. Maybe it'll happen at a normal speed. But it, from the Cardinals' standpoint, they're really going to be looking at pitching help, right? Uh, especially in the bullpen. Talked about that yesterday. I've been talking about that for weeks. Been talking about it for months. It's been reported about for a long time. It's been known for a long time. And there aren't a lot of high leverage arms out there. There are some great options for the Cardinals, but the, the the money that's left out there in terms of the rest of Major League Baseball and where the money's going to go, it's in the position players. You've got Carlos Correa, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Kyle Schwarber, all still on the board, and many, many more. It's the position players that are still out there. Jock Peterson, plenty of position players that are still out there. That's where the money is going to go. Yeah, you've got a Carlos Rondon. You've got Kenley Jansen out there that could be signed. Joe Kelly's going to get a nice paycheck. Clayton Kershaw, future Hall of Famer, could get a nice paycheck. But it'll still be fascinating as to how that market develops, which will happen first—a trade or a free agent signing. Could be fascinating to see where that where that figures out. But we're going to go ahead and kind of just get into what Mozelek had to say in his press conference in his meeting with with media and, and the reporters. Uh, the same, spring training schedule could be already released by the time you're listening to this. By the time you're watching this, I'm recording this Thursday night. I was kind of waiting to record it until maybe some free agent moves happen, but. As of late Thursday night, nothing has happened. Spring training schedule, uh, only going to play Miami, Washington, Houston, and uh, the the Mets, just area teams down there in the Grapefruit League. schedule should be finalized as soon as today, today being Friday. So we're going to see a lot of the same people. Over and over and over again, especially with Miami, with the Cardinals sharing, Roger Dean Stadium sharing that complex with the Marlins, probably going to see a lot of Miami in the week and a half, two weeks worth of spring training, three weeks worth of spring training. But, but let's let's get into, into the good stuff, because what the free agent market really looks like, because John Den, new Cardinal reporter for MLB.com, wrote to report that Moselak said that he has high expectations for this team to contend for a championship, quote, high expectations, end quote. That's great. Of course, you have high expectations. You're the St. Louis Cardinals. You need to have high expectations. What have you done to, to, to try and meet those expectations in the offseason before the lockout? You signed Steven Matz. Great. I really am a, and a fan of that move. I think it'll work out well. That's awesome. You re-signed Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright, and TJ McFarland. All respectable moves. All moves that I think we all knew were going to happen. And I think most of us can agree on those moves that should have happened. Now, where do you go from from here? Jeff Jones was reporting on the on the designated hitter, um, saying that Moselak said, "quote There's a balance between the exciting young guys and the short-term solutions, um, looking at the outside market." End quote. So they're still balancing their options. I've been I talked about it yesterday on the live show, saying that they're probably not going to go external. You know, Jeff Jones reporting otherwise. They're not to uh, be. You know, start a. You know, who's he said what he. You know, whatever with. Uh, not to start anything of saying this report's wrong or right. He got an exact quote, but I do think it's more likely that the Cardinals go after pitching options than DH options. Sorry, it took me a minute to <laughs> spit that out. Um, so we'll see if they actually do end up looking outside for the for the designated hitter role, or if they stay internal. Because, like Moselak said, there are some young guys to be excited about. Talked about them yesterday: a Nolan Gorman, a large Bar, Juan Yepes just to name name a couple. Uh, But John Moselleck said that he talked to agents last night um, and he's suggesting to people to, quote, breathe, circle the wagons, and touch base in the morning, end quote. Uh, So we'll see what happens in the morning. I think Friday will be the day that we see a lot of these moves happening. People can kind of take take a sleep. You know, the emotions of, hey, we got a CBA. This is great. This is awesome. The emotions have kind of toned down. And now we, we can all say, okay, here's where we're going from here. You know, the, the Cardinals have their agenda, the Cubs have their agenda, the the Brewers have, the, the, you know, they've all got their their list of what they want to do. Uh, the Cardinals, my opinion, said it a thousand times, will probably say it a thousand more. Pitching, relief, um, and maybe a, a left-handed bat, minimum, a left-handed bench bat. Um, but John Denton says that Moseignac has said that they, they have an idea of what they want to accomplish, and that now it's just a matter of accomplishing it. You have a plan in place. Now it's time to go execute said plan. You know, the, the Cardinals right now are NL Central Division favorites, but I wouldn't necessarily, see, you know, they have a chance. Any team that, you know, is obviously a Division favorite has somewhat of a chance. But, you know, when you think of World Series contenders for 2022, the Cardinals no, don't necessarily jump to mind. You know, you think uh, the Dodgers, you think of the Astros, you think of the Braves. You know, those, those are the teams that are up there. The Yankees, the Red Sox, teams, teams like that. Or, you know, the White Sox, teams of that nature. You know, if you ask the average fan, the Cardinals probably aren't up there. So now they have a plan to execute it to try and meet those high expectations that they talked about. It's time to execute said plan. You know, pl- plans are great, we can have all the plans we want in the world. Doesn't matter until they're executed. So I think the John and company will try and execute said plan. We talked about the D H thoughts already. Again, I still think that in all likelihood that they're going to stick internal with that designated hitter option. Not to say that they won't explore external options, that they're going to have to explore some external options as you know they, they do their due diligence and they're trying to, to determine where they go. But I think when you look at the money they have left from Martinez being off their books, Carpenter being off the books, Fowler being off the books, you know, and signing Steve Matthews, Andrew Miller is off their books. So they still have some money to spend, don't get me wrong. But it's just, a, would you rather allocate that into the offense that is already pretty strong versus putting that money into pitching, there especially relief pitching that really needs it in terms of, you know, the bullpen needs some help. So we'll see where they go from there. Time to execute that plan. So that'll be our first break. We're going to talk a little bit more about pitching in a little bit. Uh, Had some thoughts on Alex Reyes and Jordan Hicks. Mozillac has some a quote I want to share, talking about them in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about a built Bar that tastes just like a candy bar, and that is built Bar. It's that time of year where a lot of us has probably given up on our New Year's resolutions. It's it's almost mid-March. I don't blame you. Maybe you want to stay strong. You want to restart your New Year's resolution of eating healthy. You can do that with built Bars. Bilt Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They come in many, many wonderful flavors, such as mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, double chocolate. So many to choose from at built.com. Each and every one of these bars are covered 100% in chocolate, and they're all incredibly healthy. Most Bilt Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. So you can replace your candy bars with these and still get that same delicious taste because the candy bar usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So get yourself a Bilt Bar today. If I haven't enticed you enough with how delicious these things are, plus how healthy there are, I'll give you a way to save some money. Go to Bilt.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, one to get 15% off your order. Once again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Just about a week until spring training game starts, so the free agent frenzy... Didn't really start last night, but I do think the offseason hot stove will get extremely hot this weekend, especially as teams are looking for players to report. you got to look at physicals. you got to look at how pitchers are. And that's one thing John Moselec talked about in meeting with reporters uh, yesterday. He said that um, Katie Wu of uh, The Athletic reporting that Moselec will have to see where pitchers are at. She was reporting that trainer Adam Olson has already reached out to pitchers. As soon as that 7 o'clock deadline hit, or that 7 o'clock Uh, expiration hit, I should say, Um, talking specifically about Jordan Hicks and Alex Reyes as to where they're at and how they want to stretch them out. uh, Jeff Jones reporting, quote, getting Alex and Jordan stretch is going to be more challenging now than it will be under normal circumstances, end quote. That is what uh, John Zalak said. So just saying there that, you know, it was already going to be tough. It's already going to be difficult getting those two guys stretched out to being starters, you already, they've been bullpen arms for multiple years. You've already got five starters in your rotation that you're pretty comfortable with. And now you throw in the fact that you've got three weeks of spring training. That is going to be extremely difficult to try and get them, uh, get them ready to to be starters, to stretch them out. And if you do stretch them out to be starters, you're really only going to need them as starters if you have an injury in your rotation. Yes, it's always good to have depth. Don't get me wrong. That's one thing we saw last year. There's a reason the Cardinals had to go out and sign Wade LeBlanc. There's a reason the Cardinals had to go out and get J.A. Happ and John Lester at the deadline. All due respect to those two arms. There's a reason that 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 happened because they lacked depth. But I do think that with these two arms, it's going to be, I agree with John Moselak in saying that it's going to be difficult to get them stretched out to be starters at this time. And if you do stretch them out as starters, do you stretch them out to be starters and start them in the minor leagues? Or do you stretch them out to be starters and just to be a spot starter at the major league level? Do you go with the six-man rotation to start the league? Because you're going to have a shortened spring training. So do you go with the six-man rotation to try and ease the starters into the season and minimize the likelihood of injury? Pitcher going every six days instead of five, maybe they're... They're able to stay healthy a little bit longer, spread out the the innings across six guys rather than five. Mike Schultz was always against that. Was wasn't a huge fan of the six-man rotation. Maybe Ali Marmar will be for the six-man rotation. I don't know. Bottom line is, I I agree, it's going to be hard to stretch those two arms out. It's going to be key for every team, but it's going to be key for the Cardinals to get an accurate assumption of where these arms are at, not just those two in Hicks and Reyes, but everybody, from Jack Flaherty to Wainwright, Matt's Michaelis, to Cabrera, to Gallegos, Helsley, everybody. Because these pitchers are going to have to be honest because the Cardinals are going to have to find a way to stretch everybody out in the adequate amount of time to keep everybody fresh, to keep everybody hot and loose so that they're ready to go for April 7th opening day. Cardinals are going to need more depth than they had last year. I think they have more depth than they had last year. Yes, yeah, sure. you lose a John Gantt. You lose Daniel Ponce de Leon. I think Zach Thompson is a nice replacement-level arm. High prospect. My, uh, Matthew Liebertor started throwing live BP within the last week or so. at a uh, minor league spring training camp. He could be a nice option to fill in as a starter, and especially if you're able to stretch out Reyes and Hicks. Or at least stretch them out so they can go f- three, four, five innings. And then you can throw them in for a spot starter. They can be uh, you know, available if somebody gets hurt, things of that nature. Um, the key for every team will be how to actually get their pitching ready. We saw it in 2020, shortened spring training. Uh, then you had the, the summer camps and the starting and stopping. It caused an uptick, an uptick in injuries. There's no question about it. You even saw that with the Cardinals with Jack Flaherty. He really got hurt in 2021. I understand that. But we saw a lot of injuries last season, too, a year after the shortened season. So with the shortened spring training, do we see that again? Hopefully the third time around now, teams are starting to get a hang of, hey, this is how we're supposed to do things. This This is how we keep our pitchers healthy. So from the Cardinals' standpoint, they're going to have to try and rely on just the honesty of their players. you know, And, 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 and then whoever they bring in, the honesty of those guys as well for, for trying to get these guys ready for opening day. I don't think we're going to see anybody across anybody in the major leagues on opening day throw eight or nine innings. I really don't. I just don't think they're going to be ready to throw eight or nine innings at that point. Now, Max Scherzer might surprise me. Jack Flaherty might surprise me, you know. I know Jacob Degrom and Max Scherzer can't start on the same day, but those types of arms are diamond—you know, diamond in the rough, dime a dozen, whatever the saying you want to use. I don't—they're not—they're not, they're not grown on trees. Those arms aren't. Those are rarities. So we will have to see if arm if the Cardinals can get their arms ready enough for Opening Day, which is going to be April 7th. It was also announced that the Cardinals' Opening Day is April 7th against the Pittsburgh Pirates at Busch Stadium, 3:15. The first pitch. So with the new CBA, the Cardinals have all their home games be unaffected. They didn't lose any home games. Uh, They have to make up two at Chicago and three at Pittsburgh throughout the year, sprinkle those in on an off day, add a doubleheader or two. And as we know, the Cardinals are no strangers to doubleheaders. Well written how many doubleheaders the Cardinals had to play in 2020 to make up their season, uh, how many extra games they had to play limited off days, all those different things. So this this team is no stranger. Can, a lot of these players were on that team. There are no strangers to playing that many games in a short amount of time. And they're going to have to try and probably do something remotely similar to get 162 in. But it's it's going to be incredible that these, these two sides came together. It is incredible that these two sides came together and were able to get a deal in time to play 162 really is. Um, other scheduling notes I'll get to before we wrap up this segment. Uh, Derek Gould reporting that the Cardinals could be in line for games at London against the Chicago Cubs. As the Cardinals were in line to play the Chicago Cubs in June of 2020 at London, my twin brother Thomas and I were supposed to go to that. We had our tickets. We had our hotel. We had our itinerary. We were going to be there for f- four or five days, I think, um, in addition to the two, two days that they were playing. So they could be in line for another one. I think anytime you're able to play on different, play play on international soil to spread the game, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So hopefully the Cardinals and Cubs are able to to figure that out and make sure that baseball is as well. Uh, so that's going to do it for this segment. Um, In segment number three, talking about the three-batter minimum rule, how that's still in effect. I'm also going to read your guys' Instagram replies to the Locked On Cardinals Instagram story. So who do you think the Cardinals should go after first in this offseason when this lockout is, and it has been, officially uh, lifted? So, talking about that coming up here in just a moment. But it's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. Conference tournament's happening this weekend. Upsets galore already. So if you want the latest odds contest, and player props betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. It might be March, but it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. Be sure to make Locked On Prospects your second listen. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So the three-batter minimum rule, according to Derek Gould, is still in effect for 2022. He said it was discussed, uh, tweeted out that it was discussed, could be removed. However, it will remain on the rule book and it will remain in effect for this season. It's a rule that, that you know, I don't I don't hate. It's a rule that I don't think has a ton of effect. You know, obviously you're not gonna see a lot of lefty specialists come in for a batter anymore. You're not gonna see any of that unless it's to end an inning. And then he, he gets replaced before the start of the next inning. I don't really think it, it speeds up the game all that much. I think it's one of those rules that just is there and it doesn't hurt the game. So, therefore, you don't want to remove it. Another rule that was reported, um, Jeff Jones reporting that the rosters are going to have a maximum amount of pitchers on it. And that max amount is 13. Um, So, that could affect how the Cardinals or how any team team does their roster sizes. So, uh, to finish up the show, we're going to share what you guys have said. What's the Cardinals' first move? Or what's the first move you see the Cardinals making? A lot of you guys responded via the Instagram story, so I'll share some of those right now and my thoughts on them. Shane Dung20 says, Getting a pitcher, and I'm guessing it's a reliever. Katie Wu of The Athletic has been adamant about this that the Cardinals are going to be in the reliever market. I would be thrilled if the Cardinals got two relievers, a righty and a lefty, uh, to Para Schaefin, to Para Hand, Kelly Shafin Kelly, and so, some combination of that. I do think the Cardinals are going to be heavily in the mix. For an arm like that. Uh, Cardinals prospects says Ryan Tepera, Colin Moran. You know, a lot of people might balk at the Colin Moran uh, report that came out a couple weeks ago, um, and might be, a lot of Cardinal fans might even be upset if it actually happened. And I get it. You know, I understand that frustration. I, I can comprehend why a Cardinal fan would, would not enjoy a Colin Moran signing when, when a Kyle Schwarber's out there. But Colin Moran is somebody who has put up extremely solid numbers in Bush Stadium. I've talked about it. And at the end of the day, he fulfills a need. He's a left-handed bat that can DH. And even if you sign him and you don't want him to be a full-time DH, he's a bench bat, that's great. He's a left-handed bench bat. He's a left-handed, somewhat of a power threat off the bench. Another thing that the Cardinals would need fulfills a need. That's what the Cardinals have. They have their agenda. They have what they're looking for. If they want to execute their plan, Colin Moran would be a way to do that. Memes twenty two oh five says pitching and more pitching. Totally agree with with the bullpen, especially. Ritter underscore WX says no one. I do not see the Cardinals being that inactive. I understand there's somewhat of there there could be somewhat of a pessimistic outlook on it, saying, Yeah, the Cardinals aren't going to do anything. They're going to tell us to be patient, they're going to tell us they had a plan, and then they're not going to follow through. I I just don't see that happening. They have, a, they have a winning window right now, especially within the National League Central, a window to win. So I see them making every possible effort to win, and that includes signing some some free agents. You know, I'm not saying it's going to be a big-time free agent. I'm not saying they're going to steal a bunch of headlines, but I am saying it's going to be a free agent signing that will impact the team in a positive manner. Uh, Mar- Marissa.etwaru says, Joe Kelly, please. I think Joe Kelly is, is a great option. I, I do think that, um, that there's a thought, there's an argument to be had where he could be a little bit out of the Cardinals' price range. And as I mentioned on yesterday's show, um, he has been open about wanting to return to the Dodgers. So that could be uh, uh, an obstacle in the way of the Cardinals as well. But for me, he, he checks a couple boxes in terms of bullpen help and a veteran in the bullpen. Cardinals could use a veteran presence in that bullpen. They really, really could. Jay Keel, 2402, says bullpen signing. 100% agree. And then also Mr. Peach, excuse me, Mr. Underscore Peach, 33, says please, just please be a pitcher. Again, totally agree with that. And that the Cardinals, hopefully they're active today. Hopefully this is not, you know, hopefully this is not the only podcast I post today. Hopefully they make a signing and I'm able to give you guys a bonus episode. Maybe they make a trade. And then able to post a bonus episode or something of that nature um, but I do think that the Cardinals will be active this offseason it's just a matter of um, where they're active in reliever market getting a DH I think it'll be in the reliever market um, but nevertheless I, I, like I said to start the show it was really really a quiet start to the MLB offseason did not expect it to be this quiet did not expect no moves to be had really expect the Cardinals to make moves and really expect anybody to make moves i didn't see a single trade didn't see a single signing go through at the major league level uh, there's still some very big fish to fry you know the name that i forgot to mention in terms of the big names freddie freeman you know that, that's a big name that a lot of people have their eyes on in terms of where he signs so should be a busy weekend um i i i am willing to bet i'm pretty certain that i will talk to you guys before monday Pretty certain that I will have either a bonus episode or a bonus short or Locked On Now posted on social media. Something out before Monday because I think the Cardinals are active. I think they make a move, and I'm going to talk about it because I talk about everything Cardinals on this podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at LJ Fastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Until I talk to you the next time, it could be later today, could be tomorrow, could be Sunday. At the latest, it'll be Monday. So until I talk to you guys next time, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.